Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Popular People's Podcast. From Park Hill, it's Looking Up Sheffield. Welcome to episode two, season two of Looking Up Sheffield with me, Loz Harvey. Uh, Nick Allen, my erstwhile sparring partner, is sitting this one out, having a well-deserved nap after the shenanigans of the local elections. Uh, But I will be happy to press on and I'm interviewing Dan Brookman from Airship. Uh, Dan's got a great story to tell about hospitality, technology and the future of pubs and the industry after lockdown. So we're happy to give you that interview a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, But in the meantime, we've got the excellent Richard Phipps and here is his much-anticipated building of the month. Hey up ladies and gents, this is Rich from Heritage Sheffield and this is the second instalment of Building of the Month. I'd like to keep it topical this month if I can and talk about department stores. They've obviously been in the news a lot recently, what with Covid um, and the struggling high street. Uh, this follows on from the sad news, obviously, of the closure of John Lewis, formerly Coal Brothers at Parker's Pool, and the closure of Debenhams last year on the moor. The high street hasn't always been this empty, though, and Sheffield has had its fair few independent stores to fill that void. So one that I'm concentrating on this month had its headquarters on Fargate. Uh, it's now the home of WH Smith's, but it was formerly the flagship store of Arthur Davies and Sons. Now the building itself, it dates back to 1882 and was built in the Gothic style by John Dodsley Webster. Uh, He was a Sheffield architect um, and when he did build this, Fargate was the prominent retail street in the town. Webster's also designed some of our most loved buildings, so the Jessup's Hospital for Women, now occupied by Sheffield University, that was one of his buildings. Um, So too was the oldest surviving medical school, which was on Leopold Street. Uh, Davies themselves, as I say, their flagship store on Fargate was the largest provision store in the country at the time and was a destination shop for Sheffielders and people in the surrounding area. Uh, The company was famed for its meat products, so they used to sell a lot of sliced hams, pork pies, pod meats, and uh, Webster reflected this in his architecture. So if you cast your eyes up above the third story window, you'll see uh, carved heads of a sheep, uh, of a cow, pig and an ox so you could say this is really a looking up Sheffield building the store was a flagship and it was a chain of 16 throughout the city including ones on Haymarket and Castle Street Uh, the company itself they traded from the late 19th century all the way through to the 1950s when they were sold to associated British foods and unfortunately that meant a loss on the Sheffield High Street of another of our chains. Well, thank you for tuning in again, and remember to keep looking up. (laughs) 
Um, so I'm here with uh, Dan Brookman in a very, very nice um, part of Park Hill. Uh, this is the Airship HQ, and uh, thanks for having me here this afternoon. It's a uh, it's quite a nice thematic link, really, because our last podcast was uh, talking about Park Hill and it being like a bit of an incubator for creativity. Is that your experience being based here as a, a business? Yeah, I think so. We were one of the last to get here, actually. Um, so um, we looked at this and then uh, we used to be up at West Street in the Innovation Centre and we looked at this and dismissed it because nobody else was up here. And then everybody else came up here and my mate uh, from Walk Films, he moved in and said, oh, you're going to have to come up here now. And we came up and uh, we bought three units, so 3,000 square feet of space, about three years ago. Now, for people that don't know... Um, Park Hill is it's iconic in Sheffield history. Um, for a lot of um, people, it probably is a place that we don't choose to talk about. I think that's changing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that uh, obviously there was Kelvin Flats and yeah. then there was Park Hill and Hyde Park and Hyde Park got all refurbished for the World Student Games uh, in the 90s. Uh, Kelvin Flats got knocked down when I was... I think I was 18 uh, and I bought a house at the back of Kelvin at Lower Walkley around that time uh, as they got knocked down. But I went to school at King Ted's. I used to get off my bus uh, Upper Thorpe, walk under Kelvin Flats uh, and then get on the bus up to King Edward School. Um, and it was the same here in that they had um, lines on the floor, uh, which were safe spaces. So they had a red line where you always had to have a look, look up uh, to see things being thrown off. And then there was like a green line, which basically you can't throw a telly uh, past the green line. And that was, you were safe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a great uh, reuse of a, uh, yeah, basically what was a terrible, terrible space, you know. And just as I was uh, um, arriving for the interview, um, I've seen people skateboarding uh, down the hill at the front of uh, Park Hill. Um, we're drinking oat milk lattes. Um, the gentrification is kind of, uh, it, it's well underway, isn't it? It is. And I think uh, uh, hopefully it won't be too gentrified. Um, I know the second stage and the bit that Yorkshire Arts, uh, not Yorkshire Arts Space, S1 Arts Space have taken as well. Uh, hopefully that will keep it reasonably grounded. Yeah. So um, tell me about Airship then. Um, you're a, um, a sort of a, a digital agency, but yeah. you've had some really good stuff that's happened in the last year for you. Yeah, we're a tech, we're a tech company. Uh, yeah. So we're a tech company and we focus on hospitality uh, as our chosen sector. Um, uh, in the last week, in, well, it's funny because in 2018, uh, we lost our two biggest customers. One went bust and the other one uh, just stopped their budget. Um, and that meant that we need to refocus as a business. Um, and we wrote a business plan and we went out and we got funding from Northern Powerhouse Investment Fund uh, via a company called Mercia. Um, up in Leeds and Mercia threw in half a million pounds. We got that in October 2019 and we just scaled up um, and we were just starting to find our feet and getting some momentum as we went into February and March and then the pandemic hit and we're hospitality uh, that we had a I don't know, 120, 130 customers in hospitality at that point and it just ground to a halt. Um, and we were really fortunate because we just had our funding and we were burning cash, uh, which is often what happens when you get your funding, you scale, you team up, uh, you've not got the revenues to match the team, the overhead. Um, so you're burning cash. Um, but what we did was actually, um, I just said, fuck it, look, look. I'm not going to take this line down. And we just made our, one of our platforms toggle. Uh, we just made it free. 
Um, and uh, we had this hockey stick, they call it the hockey stick in the SaaS space, the tech space, uh, where you just get this massive, massive surge of signups to your platforms. Um, and we had this hockey stick of companies that signed up with us to take advantage of the commission free or free use of the platform. Um, and that was the sort of the start of it really for our pandemic. And that sort of set the scene uh, for what happened, uh, what's happened over the last 12 months. And it's led to, you know, some new customers, um, you know, using that, to, um, you, you track and trace. Yeah. App, first of all. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we rolled out uh, Toggle for free. Uh, and then we uh, got together a whole load of people that we work with, freelancers and small agencies. And we generated a, a somewhat something called professionals. Uh, and then we went out with our professionals and then Boris. Uh, announced the track and trace in July for the reopening of hospitality. Uh, we span up uh, an app for that, uh, a web application for that, um, which because we're sector specific and well known and a member of UK hospitality uh, meant that we ended up in peak places like Costa and Weatherspoons and Nero. And we ended up in actually in 11,000 locations uh, nationwide. Um, we checked in 23 million people. And at the same time, what we were doing with Toggle is um, uh, we made that platform so you could do pay it forward. Um, so we had pizza shops in London feeding the NHS. We had um, community groups uh, in, in in London basically generating cash to make PPE. Um, we, there was so much, I mean, there was so much energy over the last 12 months. And yes, it dissipated towards the end and people, you know, were ground down by it and quite you know nobody could be um nobody could blame people for basically grinding to a halt a little bit with it but the energy at the start uh, of the pandemic and the emotion the raw emotion of what was happening uh, made people um very entrepreneurial uh, and there was a great sense of community uh, which I think that I, when I think back to the pandemic, I will always think about those early months when people just were not willing to give up and the clap for carers, all of that stuff that happened. We packed years into 12 months. Um, and, you know, I think, yeah, we've grown uh, 400%. So we'll come out of the pandemic um, a, a, a much larger business and a much stronger business. And certainly I think we've got, um, four kickstart positions open now we've hired two kickstarters we've got three dev jobs open we've got a partners managed job open so we'll be probably 35 people or something like that um, over the next few months here brilliant and great to see that energy happening in in park hill and, and and bringing it back to this part of the city yeah it's great and i think that as the next phase opens up as well and just uh, yeah i think it'll be a really nice thing to see um, I, I mean, I've, I've cycled today past the rivers and uh, up through on the new cycle paths at the back of the wicker there. And it's just it's just really nice, you know, just getting rid of the cars a little bit. And uh, yeah, hopefully they'll join up this a little bit more with the city centre and make it more of that and community. In terms of, in terms of um, hospitality, obviously, it's had a, it's had a, a torrid time over the last 12 months or so. As I was coming into town today from from Hillsbury, you could see places reopening, and just and you know those start those green shoots of recovery. And uh, what how do you see airships' role in in that part of the, of, of hospitality, and, and and 
reintroducing that vibrancy to, to places like Sheffield? Yeah, I, I think um, we work uh, with our different platforms. We work with a whole different sort of cross-section of operators. Um, I think that what we've seen over the last 12 months is obviously new revenue streams for uh, hospitality like Commune are now shipping nationwide with a whole load of different products and things like that. We've got rafters who are doing cook-at-home kits. Um, and I think that with relaxed rules around outdoor dining, as long as the weather holds, um, I think that lots of operators will quickly accelerate out of this. And I think that a lot of operators have survived it as well, more, way more than we anticipated would su- survive it, I think, with the, um, the furlough scheme and the, the rents and the rates. Um, um, the moratorium on the, the rent still needs to be solved. But hopefully uh, what we'll see is we'll see more smaller independent operators uh, coming up a little bit and opening up. Um, so and obviously we're, as a tech business, we'll support them in any way we can. Now, um, just going back to your early experiences of the of the Kelvin, <laughs> those uh, you know green and red lines. It's just, yeah, yeah. just uh, we've come such a long way in in that period of time. Are you quite optimistic about you know the recovery and and you know using your own kind of experience of of growing up in Sheffield, you know for Sheffield to to, to really bounce back and be right at the at the heart of these kind of. Um, uh, re-emergence of technology, hospitality, all those kind of things? Uh, I, yeah, I'm a bit hesitant. Um, I think that uh, having spoken to some, some people at the council recently, uh, we've missed out on some quite big ticket things. Uh, Channel 4's headquarters, the Treasury, you know, there's some things that we're still losing out to Leeds and Manchester on. Um, we need in, inward investment. Uh, we need the council to be a little bit more agile and nimble uh, with investors that are looking to regenerate different parts of the city. Um, and I think that uh, we need some bigger businesses coming in here um, and, and topping up salaries as well. So uh, I hope that the council continue their focus on digital, on digital industries, uh, and hopefully we'll bring some more businesses into the city focusing on that. Um, I mean, you mentioned Channel 4 there. I mean, that was a, I think that was earmarked, wasn't it, for Park Hill or somewhere quite close by? Yeah. Um, just imagine the the iconic four sign, you know, on on the Park Hill hillside as you kind of, you know, emerge from the train station. What would you like to see at Park Hill? What do you, what kind of business do you think would really thrive up here? Yeah, I think um, more more digital industries certainly. Uh, I think and creative industry as well up here. Um, uh, just because, um, yeah, I think. Well, the city's got a bit of a reputation for call centres uh, and we want to get away from that if we want to increase the salaries of the people that live in the city uh, and the job prospects of the people that live in the city. Um, so I think we'll see what happens with the commercial phase of, of phase two, really. That's, that's exciting um, uh, times on the horizon, though, isn't it? Because uh, um, I think they were talking about a, a brutalist um, museum or something along those lines. I'm not sure if that's still happening. Um, but yeah, you, you, you go up to even to like the top end of Park Hill, where you'd imagine it, it probably was the, the, the least kind of desirable area, but Otis Mensa's kind of uh, walkways and that sort of stuff. Um, does that kind of inspire you when you're up here, you know, to, to just see the change that's happening in Park Hill? Yeah, no, definitely it does. I think uh, any redevelopment of a rundown part of a city or an area is uh, is really good to see. And I think that even going further afield out to Attercliffe and what they're talking about doing down there and the regeneration down there, uh, you know, it's a city. 
uh, it's the sum of all of its parts. Um, and, and that's quite important to remember. So it's good focusing on one area and bringing one area up, but it, it falls down if you don't bring other areas up, um, uh, you know, over, over within a plan, basically. And I think that um, the council now have um, a job on their hands to bring the city centre up. You know, you do the mall and Fargate falls down. You do Castlegate and another area falls down. You do Kellam Island and Devonshire Green falls down. And actually bringing everything up on an even uh, an even uh, keel is, is, is just bloody hard work. Um, but it needs money to do it. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the last six weeks, we heard about John Lewis. Um uh, I imagine as kind of like a, a, a veteran of Sheffield's kind of scene, you know, Cole Brothers will mean the same to you as, as everybody else. But uh, what do you like to see in that space? What do you think the opportunity is for that uh, building? Yeah, I think um, uh, I'd I prefer the Debenhams building, truthfully, uh, as, a, 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 you know, I'd knock it down. I'd knock Cole Brothers down uh, and, and put something else on that site. Even I like Pete McKee's idea about putting a market on there uh, and having that as a, a as a standout feature for Sheffield where you have independence in it, you have food markets in it, you have a Christmas market there uh, and you mix it up that space. Um, I think that there's some good entrepreneurs in the city. Uh, Matt Bigland, the guys from Commune, Kane Yeardley, um, the guys from the uh, Picture House Social uh, that can put their heads together and think of concepts for the building in the meantime uh, before the council come up with a long-term strategy for that business. Um, yeah, or for that building, should I say? Uh, but certainly, it's a you know, it's it, it's a landmark, and obviously there was a plan to knock down um, the horrible old cinema building next door to it as well. And I think that that should be back on the cards to redevelop that whole area, really.